today's world, nearly everyone is a creator, but how do you separate yourself from the masses and actually provide value when you do create? That's something that I've always been fascinated to know, and I sought out my friend JT Barnett to really find out how exactly he does it. If you don't know JT, he is the founder of BarnettX, where he teaches companies how to create on TikTok and helps headhunt creators to become the face of brands. More importantly though, outside of work, JT just embodies good vibes and is now a frequent flyer of the show. Go check out episode 64 when we first met nearly two years ago over some pumpkin spice lattes. A lot has changed in the world since then, so it was time for a catch up. This is episode 167 with JT Barnett. You're tuned into Forever Athlete Radio, where together we go far. I'm your host, Corey Camp. Now, let's get into it. JT, man, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm starting to get some reoccurring guests, and I'm honored to have you now on my house out in L.A. Last oh time yeah, I came so to your true. Place. How you feeling today, man? I'm doing great, bro. I'm excited. I've been. This is the second kind of round two of a podcast that I did this week, and it's kind of it's just fun to kind of reminisce as to like where we both were when we did round one. Yeah, let's let's start there. Let's walk it back. And if you guys never listened to that episode, you're just checking it out. Go check it out because yep. I think what's really cool to say and see your journey from then to now. Yeah. I mean, you were just gearing up for Honey House season two that hadn't even happened yet. And now you're like full-blown TikTok. You got yeah. platinum blonde hair, ears <laughs> yeah. pierced. Like, so true. What's happened I'm like in that really month in on and a half? Or a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, so when I saw you last time, I was, I was, I had kind of like proved our thesis that TikTok was something we could build on and that you could turn it into something like legitimate. But it wasn't at the point where it was like a full-on business. Mm. It was like, we were on the cusp, but season one of Honey House, we all self-funded, everybody pitched in so that we could cover it. And then we were like, all right, we're gonna do season two. We're gonna try and make it more legitimate and turn it into an actual business. But we, when I had the conversation with you, we weren't there yet. And then after season two, which ended in December, January came around, it became 2021. People were all of a sudden like, wow, TikTok, it needs to be in our budget. And when that happened, I got, I just literally, it was like, I opened my email on January 1st and it was like a flooding of D of messages from brands that were like, Hey, we saw what you did on TikTok. We've known each other through like our circles or whatever. Can you teach us how to do TikTok? Mm. And so then once I took on a couple of those and they had success, the first couple clients that I took on just like really boomed. It was like, uh, it was kind of like an epiphany for me of just being like, this is going to be something that I'm going to fucking do. And like, this is going to be like a legitimate, like team agency, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's just like, I'm going to go really hard into this. And so that's what I did all of the last year was just go really hard into teaching people how to do TikTok specifically for their business. Mm. Yeah, man. It's so funny to see, um, just, I'm grateful that like we've had a friendship that has stemmed from the first time that we sat down for this and, Man, I can't tell you the amount of times that now in a, I connect with a brand and they're like, wait, we see you're connected with JT. Like, can you put us in touch? We would love some help with our TikTok. And I'm like, dude, his business must be really popping off. I love just that. like random people are reaching out to me. Yeah, I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful for people like you that do advocate for me and what I'm doing because uh, I, like I wouldn't have the business and everything that's going on with it if I didn't have those relationships. Like. Mm. I mean, you know, like everything for me stems from relationships. And I think likewise with you Um, and like now with this, particularly with this TikTok thing, it's like that is just the manifestation of 
me dapping it up with people and saying hi to people at things like Little Lunch, all of the businesses that are coming in now, I'd say 80% of them are kind of like, we know you from someone. And it doesn't necessarily mean like it was direct word of mouth, but it's like, we saw that you worked with our friend who owns this company. They didn't necessarily refer you to us, but because we saw you work with them, now we're hitting you up. And so I would never, they would never have seen me if I didn't have that relationship with that person. So it's all relationships. Um, and it's, it's been really cool to be able to work with some people that I really love. Yeah. I think we've talked about this a few months ago or a few weeks ago, even, I think it was right around the holidays. I was like, what you're doing now kind of came at the perfect storm, like the perfect precipice of this wave of CPG brands really coming into the forefront and taking over. And then also the fact that we live in Venice, Marina del Rey area, like it's a hot spot for founders of CPG brands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the odds of you popping by little lunch for an hour on a Saturday morning and just happen to meet another founder, they find out what you do. Yep. You could have a new contract in place by Tuesday. <laughs> yep. No, exactly. It's a, uh, that's like one of the big reasons why I think that we haven't left. I think we were really considering mm. leaving Los Angeles, especially like right when the pandemic started to hit. We were like, we don't know if how long LA is going to be back in. We don't know if, ac- if we actually need to be here anymore. A lot of our friends were talking about leaving. And then it was like slowly but surely LA started to come back. And at that same time, I started going harder into TikTok. And it was like the two kind of things meshed. And it was like, all right, if we're here... I'm meeting so many people every week that are like in this same world. So it's really actually beneficial for me and for my fiance. And so it was like, we got to stay. And that was the reason we stayed. I was about to say, you brought up earlier relationships and I wanted to highlight that piece because obviously there's been a huge uh, growth in your personal relationship with Sammy. Talk to me there, man. Like, how are you feeling? So yeah, I am engaged now, which is fucking awesome. Uh, It, is something that like I you know when I met Sam I immediately after I met her like probably within the first month or two told a handful of my friends like I'm gonna be with this girl for a really really long time I was nervous to say the word marriage or married or Mm -hmm. wife but I knew in my gut like I knew to my core like oh I'm gonna this is my person um so I would say ever since we started dating it wasn't really like I never was like in a rush to get engaged or get married or anything like mm-hmm. that. To be honest, I already felt like we were married for the past four years that we that we were even together. Um, but over this last year, it was kind of like it just along with TikTok and business kind of like really growing and just like being in a good place with myself. I kind of was like, you know what? I'm in a place where I, I actually can afford to do something that I really want to do, which which would be like obviously buy her a ring that is like something that I'm really proud of. And then the second thing would be like pull it together in a way that like is a really cool fucking way that has like my kind of spin on it. That also is like incorporates all of our family and her family and our friends just in a way that is like really memorable. And so that's what I did. I spent probably two and a half months planning this engagement day. And I basically, uh, I basically told her t- Sam's team that a brand was going to be reaching out to her for a brand deal. I had contacted the brand. It was a beach company, a beach event company told them that I'm, that I want to propose on the beach. I need them to send a fake brand deal for a couple's photo shoot. 
so that they can reproach Sam and Sam will accept the deal. I was like, you got to make the offer something stupid high <laughs> so that she doesn't be like, I was too low. And so uh, I was like, we got to make it a deal she can't turn down so that she has no idea what's going on. And she comes to me and says like, hey, this company wants to do a, a couple's photo shoot. All of that happened. Uh, I got all of her family to fly in. Like she has most of her families in California, but people that weren't to fly in, her old best friend from Arizona to fly in. All of my family traveled in from all different places, Canada, uh, Texas, Arizona, like all over the place. And then we went to, we it, hap- it happened and we did this fake brand deal where we were photo shoot, doing a photo shoot on the beach. She had no idea. I had my buddy being the photographer. She thought it was a coincidence that he was the photographer there. Like literally everything went perfect. And then after I proposed, her family popped out, my family popped out. She had no idea anybody was there. And then at the same time, all, while we were doing that, all of our friends were kind of like meeting up at a hotel, at the, like the hotel like banquet hall. Mm-hmm. And so right after she, all of our family popped out and she was so surprised with that, we got in the car, went to the hotel and she was again super surprised to see all of our family. It was like almost too many surprises. <laughs> at one point on the same day also, on the same, uh, in the same week, I had put our down payment to get a dog uh, to a breeder mm. and I didn't tell her that either. I was like, I'm going to surprise her with this too. So it was like on the same day, it was like I proposed her family Kate popped out, all of her friends <laughs> popped out. And then at the end of it, I was like, by the way, we're getting a dog. And she was just like, look, <laughs> she was like, look, this is too many. So anyways, I say all of that to say it was, it was really fun. It went really, really well. Um, by far like the best day of my life, best day of her life, like just a really cool like experience. And, uh, so now I'm engaged and like now we're, we haven't started planning like a wedding or anything yet, but like, I'm sure that'll happen in the next probably year and a half. No rush. Right? Yeah. No rush. <laughs> Definitely not. I've done enough planning now to, to last for the next year and a half. I was about to say, that's probably got to be the most stressful brand deal event yeah. to pull off that you've had to It was by together, far the right? best strategy that I've put together for, for definitely any of the, uh, the things that I've done. Man. I think if this whole TikTok thing doesn't work out, you might have a, a bright future in helping couples. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me be your engagement like planner. There we go. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Well, again, congrats, dude. Thank it's, you, bro. It's I appreciate really cool it. to see just the continued development between the two of you guys. And yeah, I mean, you guys have been together for a while. And yeah. I definitely remember coming over to your place and being like, oh, cool. Like, they're not engaged already? Like, yeah. It just felt like that was already a thing but yeah dude it's it's cool because i think um for some people it's like a a, an actual partner that like really just like i don't want to say fulfills them but just Mm. like gives them that that sense of like safety or of that sense of like peace or that sense of just like oh i feel like really good with where i'm at Mm -hmm. i don't think that that is necessarily for everybody because i have friends that i'm like they don't have any interest in being with anybody and it's not even necessarily because they're like unable to it's more of the fact that they their their relationship is with either their work or could be with like a, a group of friends it could be with me before i met sam it was my actual relationship was with my sport and with my teammates mm-hmm. and i legitimately was like i even before i met sam i was like i'm going to be single forever cuz i'm married <laughs> to the game and i'm married to my boys <laughs> And, uh, and so I was like, I, you know, I, uh, I think like it doesn't have to necessarily be a romantic relationship, but just having that like, uh, support of like Mm -hmm. some, some, some sort of a system 
is uh is just like impact really important and impactful for everybody and so uh for me sam has just been that for me and so it's been amazing along with other things like i do think friends and all of that are important to me as well but i just think uh that support system is just really beneficial yeah I was about to say, spoken like a true athlete there, right? I'm, I'm married to the game. Nothing else Bro, matters. I literally told Sam that for the first uh, year that we were dating because we, we didn't make it official because I was playing and she was dating me while I was gone and playing on the road. And she was like, what are we? And I was like, look, like, I don't know. Like, I, honestly, right now I'm married to the game. And I, and like, that's just like my love right now. And she was just like stuck with it. I think she knew that I was, I think she saw through that and was just like, look, mm. he's saying this, but like, he doesn't even know his game is on the way out. Like, I just I want to give like, out a, a shout out to Sammy for staying with you. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. And your, and your inflated ego. Uh, for sure, uh, for <laughs> sure, dude. I literally was telling people I'm gonna be 55 playing this game still, and it's like a year before I retired. So, <laughs> things change, and uh, it definitely changed for the better. Yeah, man. No, 100 percent, 100 percent. I want to kind of circle back to TikTok because you know, even being friends with you and seeing all your advice and and having conversations i was hesitant to to get in so i want to start there for maybe someone listening in um that's been hesitant to get into just the content creation game how how would you go about starting making it super simple Mm -hmm. less overwhelming because i think the beauty of tiktok is there's an influx of passive people on there they're, mm-hmm. they're just consumers they're just consuming content and scrolling and they'll never make a video and that's probably why a lot of videos pop off and go viral yeah. is because there's just so f- there's such a scarce number of creators so the odds are really on in your favor as a creator to just put out content but how do you get over that mindset block of uh, but i just yeah I'm a passive consumer the, um so the like uh, the the non-tactical advice would be um, would be it's spending time with yourself to to wonder to look into like the insecurities that you have with putting things out and and having them fail mm-hmm. like flop and not get views. That's the first part. But in a more like actual tactical way, because obviously it's easy to tell people like don't be so insecure. That's not a <laughs> that's not as much of a tactical <laughs> advice. The tactical way would be like I what I think people could do if they actually were like, I really want to start. Where do I start? I don't want to necessarily put it, everything out to the entire world right now. First thing I would say is in a video format, I'm going to say video. If you're a written person, you could do this in a different way too. But for video, it'd be like talk into the camera on your phone and put them into an album, hide them, put them in an album so that nobody ever sees them. Mm. The second thing, like that, that's like stage one. The next step from there moving on after that would be make a fake TikTok account don't add any of your friends. Don't tell anybody you're making it. Now start making videos where you're actually filming on TikTok and you are actually pressing the send button or the post button and you're putting it out there into the world for people to see, but without actually like telling all of your friends that you're doing it, just so that you get the feeling of, I'm putting myself out there. It's uncomfortable. I'm trying it though. I'm not necessarily proud of these videos, but like at least I'm fucking pressing send on these and like putting it out there. Then from there, the next step after that would be like, now, now make a TikTok where you actually are telling your friends and maybe you're only putting out your super nicely polished, like really mm. good ones, but you're at least telling people that you're doing it and you're like trying to advocate for people to follow it and do that. And it's only your really nice ones. And then once you kind of feel comfortable with putting out all of your nice ones, maybe you get a little bit of traction and it's like one of those videos kind of hits for you. 
then all of a sudden you start being like, maybe I could try another thing that's a little bit more uncomfortable for me, which is my unpolished ones, Mm -hmm. then start putting those unpolished ones out. So it's kind of like a little bit of a roadmap of going from you've never posted a video for anybody and you're scared to, to posting anything and everything for any and everybody to see. And that's what you want them to see. And it's kind of like, so I would recommend people try it in those kind of phases because it is something that is at the bottom of all of that is just like the fear of either rejection or just like not getting it to succeed Mm. and uh, which is not an easy thing to overcome. And it doesn't necessarily mean you need to just immediately go to posting anything and everything for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's like maybe there's a little bit of a pathway there. So hopefully like that's a little bit of kind of like a roadmap. Yeah. I, I like that idea a lot, like keeping your that second phase, like keeping your username, whatever zillion numbers yeah, that they user give you. Yeah, user 877934. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, dude, I, I love that. I think, I mean, I look at my own content creation journey and like I was so nervous to go live, to talk to a camera, to speak, like speak into a headset. It was terrifying mm-hmm. at first and it's still a little bit like, there but it's gotten a lot better with the reps and the repetition so. i feel the same way I, dude i still feel the same way sometimes when i go like like i'll get use live an example sometimes when i go live on tiktok or instagram or whatever i'm like oh what am i about to say or like what am i doing right now and it's just totally the way that you the the more that you do something the better you feel with it i'll give you an even better example talking to companies and articulating mm-hmm. what i can do for them pitching to them giving them strategy, coming up with ideas on the spot would, would literally shut me down when I first started doing it. I would sit, I would get on a call. They would be like, so what do you have for us? And I'd just be like, shit, (laughs) what do I have? Like, or I, or I would need, or I would like, you know, write down notes and that kind of thing. And, uh, and it is just like, it's so repetition thing because the more times you do it, the more you're like, one, you start to realize that most people don't really care. Like mm-hmm. most people aren't looking at you and being like, Oh my gosh, like they're nervous or, Oh my gosh, like they're, they just messed that up. Most people don't really care. They have their own shit to deal with. The second thing is most people aren't analyzing your responses the way that you're analyzing them. And so there, it's just a, it, 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 and you get better at them as you continually say them. So it's just a repetition thing that just like the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's the same as how I feel like people say public speaking. When you start to do it, mm-hmm. you, it's uncomfortable, but then you get better at it and get better at it. Um, it f- I feel the exact same way about being on camera and posting content to the world to see. Yeah, I, I think it's it's no different than our respective journeys in our sport, right? Like when we first started out, it how often, how much did you fall on the ice? Like the first time you skated, yep. probably a lot you know what i mean like my swimming journey started with me almost drowning um and then it progressed over time uh but yeah it's like if if we don't go through that period we'll never know how how good it can get Mm -hmm. too and yeah it's It's the riding a bike yeah it's the riding a bike 100 you're gonna fall at the beginning it might hurt a little bit hopefully you don't break anything and then you just get up and you just eventually you end up where you're fucking flying. Yeah. And it's only, it's really cool to see, right? Like the, the more those practice hours increase, the less reliant you are on, um, like the preparation, like the strict outline, mm-hmm. right? Like going live and being like, I need to 
<laughs> like the first time I went live, I thought I had to have every single second of the 20 minutes that I was planning to go live for planned out. Mm-hmm. And it was the most boring live ever because it yeah. would just be me sitting here, you're the camera, and I'm looking over here like reading off what I wrote. Yeah. Almost on a teleprompter type deal. Totally. And it's like, why am I doing this? It's kind of like that. I mean, it's kind of like that flow that like it's hard. It's flow is not something that you can conjure up and like, you know, perfect. It's more of something that just naturally happens because mm. of the byproduct of you being in such a, a calm state or in whatever state that allows you to kind of just be super present. So the more you like try to tinker with to make it perfect, the more it's almost like you get farther away from just being yeah. able to fucking just be and do it. Um, and that comes with time. Like there's like, I think you do have to go through that at time for certain things. It is going through that process where it is like shit, you're sweating or you're panicking or you're kind of like, fuck, what do I say? And then like, you kind of like just take a step. And the next time you're like, Oh, I didn't, now I didn't stutter on that or oh, I didn't slip up on that or Oh, that was, I, that idea came to me really easily. Then the next time you do it, it's like, wow, now I'm like, I kind of like felt it there. I felt really good. Yeah. And then eventually you get to the point where you're like, this is, I literally come in. I don't even plan for anything. I just am here and it's good. That's what these podcasts I say yeah. have become now where cool. it's like, all right, in my head, JT's coming over 1030. Cool. What are we going to talk about? Well, I could sit here and like write out, but at this point I feel like we know each other well enough. I'm like, let's just see where the conversation goes. Yeah. Obviously I want to highlight what you're doing from a professional setting, but I more, you know, at this point, like I want to highlight you as yeah. a person and everything that you're going and we're just going to see where the conversation flows, um, which is I'm loving where it's going right yeah, now. Yeah, I agree. And I think people like – it depends on what your podcast is known for or your podcast or show or whatever. If it is like we are a tactical show that we answer, we ask 20 questions to every guest and it's about mm-hmm. this, this, and this. And your audience is like that's what I go to them for. That's one thing. But I think like when you – if you're able to kind of like flow with the conversation and just see where it goes, I think people really enjoy those podcasts a lot. A hundred percent. And I love that this is – gone to the conversation of flow as a whole because that's what i nerd out on and i would i'd be really curious another observation that i've just made and like following your life since we first connected is from the outside looking in it looks way more organized than when we first met i mean i remember going back and forth this isn't a don't take this the wrong way but i remember like sending a calendar invite and you're like dude, I don't use that. In, I don't use that email. Like use this email mm-hmm. instead. It seems like everything is a lot more streamlined for you now. So one, yeah. prop, props on the, the improved organization. Thank you. Um, two, what, what other things are you doing now that you're finding are either flow triggers for you or just non-negotiables in your day-to-day that need to be there for you to hit that kind of rhythm and that like you're just locked in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, it's a great question. Uh, the first thing would be I continually work on myself in the sense of like the the human performance element of just mm-hmm. like being able to feel calm and feel close to myself and feel like good in my core at all times is like the number one thing for me. So like while I'm doing all my work and all of that stuff, I'm continually maybe even to a fault at times kind of checking in with myself and just seeing like how I'm feeling with certain things. I'm a big feeler. And so I'm always just kind of like trying to get closer to a place of feeling calm and at ease. So that's like the first thing. 
the second thing, and that obviously is not always an easy thing when you're running multiple businesses. <laughs> and so <laughs> that is like a, that's like a, the kind of like core. Um, but in terms of like the actual like productivity and tools and that kind of stuff, I think I'm optimizing for running the a business with that takes the, uh, the least amount of, of stress and the least amount of uh, unneeded time. And so mm. everything that I build for, like I probably could be making a lot more money with my, my agency or even with my, my own content if I was making more content for brands. But because of the fact that there's a ton of stress when you're working with deliverables for companies and it's a ton of time management, that is not even something that I offer anymore. So throwing that away and being like, I'm not going to do this is like one of the, th- one of the examples of like, I, I don't put money on a pedestal. I put my own enjoyment of time and my own like long-term vision on a pedestal, which is building my team up and building my own platform and being able to enjoy the process of that. And so I just optimize for those things. So like when I see opportunities come in that are like, Hey, like you might be able to go and dive into this. Literally the first thing that I ask myself is, okay, but like, what is the work that's going to be required to do that? And if it's like, that's going to be another four hours added to my day every single day, but it's $150,000. I'm like, it's not worth it. And so I'm always optimizing and trying to like reduce the amount of friction and stress for my employees and friction and stress for myself with managing my employees. And so when you go into things with that way, um, I think it's just a little bit more clear as to like what works for us and what doesn't. And that kind of goes hand in hand with like all of the relationships around me. It's like, even with my family and people that I love, it's like, if I feel like they are one, if, the, if I feel like it's not adding to my, my time, like if I feel like it's pulling away from my energy and it's not actually beneficial, then it's like, I need to set that aside and put it, put it in a time where I have it mm. for its own designated time, rather than being like, this is something that's going to be involved in my every single day. Um, and I think that that boundary is something that like I had to learn over, that I really learned over the last year, again, in that same kind of thing of like learning myself, mm-hmm. that boundary with people around with people in my life or businesses or, or brand deals or whatever, the boundary of like, what do I actually feel like is going to add to my day and add to like my goals and what I want uh, and what is taking away from it? And where can I put up like just a subtle boundary where it's, I'm not like cutting these people out of my life, yeah. but it's just like where I have time for for the right things for at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one thing that really comes to mind, I just heard this this week. It came up in a conversation that clear is kind, right? Like when we're, when we are able to clearly communicate to the people around us, it's actually the kindest thing that we could do. Even if that means like you're coming to me with a problem and I say, JT, like I hear you, man. I don't have space for this right now. Like I got my own stuff that I'm dealing with. Um, let's let's touch base at 5 p.m. today. I'll have more capacity mm-hmm. to give you what you are asking for. Those sort of conversations. Another thing that really comes to mind as well is like learning how to say no in a way that is also kind, mm-hmm. that is honoring your boundaries and like what you need, and not ruining the relationship this is a great point because i'm a i'm a like i'm a problem solver by nature that's mm-hmm. like one thing that i enjoy doing it's literally my entire business right now <laughs> is solving problems in like cool kind of creative ways yeah um 
And so with that, what comes with that naturally for me, especially when I'm like somebody that just moves a lot from my heart and moves like as somebody that just wants like everybody to kind of like feel good and enjoy their lives. When I, when people come to me with their, their own issues, I typically want to help them solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And I, and that, and that's great when they're open and wanting to, to change and put in the work and, mm-hmm. and do their thing. But when it comes to people that, don't want to and aren't willing to put in the work or are not trying to 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 work on themselves or or work on their business or change and then it just becomes a one-sided thing where i'm trying to do the work for you (laughs) that you don't want to do the work you're not trying to do the work at all it just is like that's not a it's not a beneficial thing for me and it's not a beneficial thing for them and so now there's it's just a, a relationship where i'm building resentment and you're actually not even like getting what you want out of it either. <laughs> so when you were just saying that of like learning how to say no in a kind way, like that was something that I had to learn how to do of being like the best thing that I can do is to send you love and be like, if you need me, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And just if you need me, I'm here for you. If you need me with your company, I'm here for you. But like, I, I, I'm not, uh, I can't do this for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My favorite strategy in saying no is actually this no yes no sandwich so when people come to me and uh say for example if you were like Corey, let's fights tonight they're big ufc fight let's go out to the bar and i'm like jt i love you man but that's just not my scene but i i want to i want to support you and i want to spend time with you i would approach that and be like hey that sounds like a great time however like not really my scene I would offer an alternative, so I, that's the first no. The the yes is in an alternative, saying mm-hmm. like, well, why don't we grab coffee tomorrow morning instead, or go out to dinner beforehand, type deal, and then follow up reaffirming that boundary in the first place. But tonight's just not going to work, you know, for me, type deal. Those are some of the ways that if you're listening in and you struggle to say no, saying no, yes, no makes you feel a little less guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that, that actually. But also protecting your energy yeah. at the same time. Uh, it, it really is like something that I think I learned over the last kind of year intentionally trying to work on it is mm. just like that people people um, being upset at you or, or not being happy with the, your decisions you make has absolutely nothing to do with you. <laughs> it has to do yeah. with them and like if you le- if you lead with the right intentions and kindness and like genuinely trying to be a good person and help others like it doesn't matter what their response is and so at that point you're just dealing with like how you feel about their response mm-hmm. and so if you can get to a place where you're like you know what i'm okay with my friend not being happy that i don't want to go out or my parents or grandparents uncles sisters brothers whatever <laughs> being upset that I can't make it to X, Y, and Z. Um, it's like that you, when you get to that place, it's like a very kind of healthy place. If you're leading with good intentions mm-hmm. and like leading with like what I would consider your heart, love, whatever. And that's a, that's a tough place to get to as an empath or someone that is really, I don't want to say in the feelings, but in tune with the feelings, right? Like when you, you said it earlier that you are kind of living your life in a way where you are really trying to tap into that intuition and how you're feeling in a moment to moment basis, which is kind of what I wanted to ask you. Cause you, you highlighted too the challenge that that presents itself with the responsibilities that come with not just one business, but multiple things going on in your life. How do you really recognize like 
when to power through Mm -hmm. and when to like give yourself some grace space and like maybe coast. I don't want to say coast, but like slow it down a little. Um, Continually kind of like feel like I'm, I think uh, the big practice for me is getting closer to my body Mm. um, and getting more into the emotions or feelings or sensations in my body and allowing them rather than what I think people typically do is try to think their way through things rather than because they don't want to feel things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very big at like a lot of my meditations that I do are not actually like sit and listen to like sounds or listen to it's actually more of like actively trying to feel different parts of my body like how do I do I feel anything in my feet or how do my knees feel right now or like actually trying to feel into it um because I just think that we we just end up getting a lot of kind of like stuck energy or emotions that are just stuck in our body and that's where that kind of like freeze comes in Mm -hmm. and so I, I like I said where I'm where I constantly am kind of monitoring how I feel, I just am like, yo, like, all right, like some, something just happened in the work day. Like, how are we feeling? Like, what's going on? What are we doing? Or, or if I notice that I'm feeling a little bit more like, uh, like racy, like I feel like I'm a, like, I feel like I'm a little bit more like high strung. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, all right, what's going on underneath this? Cause typically when I'm feeling a little high strung, there might be some emotions that are underneath that, that I'm kind of like working through. And so I'll just kind of like try and sit with myself and be like, what are we feeling? Sometimes that's, sometimes that's ending my work at four o'clock and literally from four o'clock until I go to bed, just like really chilling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's taking a bath. Sometimes that's taking an ice bath. Sometimes it's sauna. Sometimes it's going on a walk. Like it really is just like, all right, what do we feel like we need in this moment that like would help us get a little bit closer to like what we're actually feeling? Yeah. That's what I do. Dude, I, I love that. I had this conversation actually yesterday with a friend. We grabbed coffee and he was like, how do you know like what the right play is? And I was like, I don't think we ever fully do, but the more we get in tuned with our body. There isn't one. Yeah. It, it's, it's no different, right? Than we, like you created a scouting report pre-game, right? And then when you got to the game, obviously the defense, you know, the other team did the same thing. So they might be playing you a different way than you originally expected. And based off of what you see, but also intuitively what you feel kind of dictates what the, the next play is. I like is. that analogy. Yeah, I agree. And what, it, what I just heard for you is you were saying like all these different tools. I thought of each of those as like a different play for sure. Based off of how you're feeling in that moment. Like I, I know I'm the same way where it's like, Sometimes if I'm pissed off, I need to go just run like a 5k and just like let it fucking rip mm-hmm. and just like literally just run out my emotion until I I can't anymore. Other times I know I'm going to like need to sit and journal mm-hmm. and do that same thing or go into the ice bath or talk to a friend, call my mom, like whatever that may be. Yeah. But there's it's it's really I think an evolution when you start to realize there's multiple ways to work through. And uh, I like to, to say it's really working in. Us as athletes, we were fantastic. And I think we were raised to work out, to try to like outwardly mm. work out this emotion. And that would be more or less like the go-to 5K for me. of just like, I need to let this out and rip. Whereas the things that I heard you saying and what I love about where you took it was those are all like ways to work inwards. Yeah. And really 
get unstuck because you also highlighted like there's yes there's that fight or flight response but there's also freeze Mm -hmm. in that same which is what i think most people actually have yeah i think most people are actually stuck in freeze rather than fight or flight um which is like a little bit of a shutdown all the way to like a very deep shutdown but i think that that is typically what people are in at least from what i recognize more of and yeah i actually really love that analogy in the way that you put it i think i'm i think that i enjoy building up my toolkit as to like ways to Mm. feel better and like feel closer to myself and other people in the world around me. And I think that everything from working out to crying, to walking, to, to having conversations with people. And it doesn't, I do think that therapy is amazing, but I even think like literally just talking to a friend Mm -hmm. or a, a parent, a family member, whatever. Um, all the way from that to like things like acupuncture or like massage or like things that get you closer into actually into your body. Um, they're all just tools that allow you to kind of like chip away at whatever it is. And you never know what one's going to work. Yeah. I'm like in some moments I'm like, Oh, I need to walk right now. In other moments I'm like, I literally have to work out or I need to go and like, like I need to go play hockey or do something like that. It's just, it's very, uh, it's, it's the self-awareness of like what is needed in this moment and trying things. And if it doesn't work, try something else. Yeah. I feel like over time again, right? Like you build that instinct up and you start to, you start to understand it better. Right. I, I like to give this analogy a lot on here of it's a car and, and our nervous system is essentially a car when we're untrained and we're not into the self work and doing doing the work as we're saying and doing all of the things that you just highlighted we're more of like a Toyota Camry it's not a bad car it still will get you from point A to point B but it's not the most fun it's not the most exciting it doesn't accelerate really fast doesn't slow down really fast doesn't really handle curves all of that well but it it still gets the job done But the more we kind of work on ourselves, the more we're kind of like building up our nervous system to be kind of like a Ferrari or Lamborghini or a Mercedes even, just something that's exciting and fun and it handles these waves. It doesn't mean that things won't happen to you still in life and, you know, shit will hit the fan. It always does, right? Mm -hmm. even, Even when your life is going perfect or going really, really well, it could change in an instant. And that's the point of doing the work, not to avoid those things altogether, but to have the tools in place so that you can better shift gears, press the gas, press the brakes when you need to, and not end up stalling out or Mm -hmm. getting stuck. Um, I I love that. I think, too, your point of you said earlier, people are stuck in that freeze oftentimes. I think we see it. Because there's such an overwhelm of information now in, in every single field out there, health, wellness, fitness, nutrition, TikTok co- creation content. Like mm-hmm. it isn't a, inf- it's not a lack of an information problem anymore. Like if you want to learn how to do something in this world, Google will have that answer. Mm-hmm. There's a creator out there that's putting out content that will answer the question that you have. It's that paralysis of you know what to do, but you're just not doing it. Mm. And that's where I think a lot of that freeze manifests in people's lives. How would, how would you recommend, I'd be curious to work through that, like, you know what to do, but you're just not doing it. Yeah. 
um, works but for you, yeah, by by taking small steps, um, say, similar to that uh, that kind of like roadmap that I was just saying about the content thing. It's like people if they ask like, how do I start? Mm-hmm. Like you start by starting. There's no you know how to start. There's no like question in your mind that you know that this answer is to like press record and then press post. Um, but it's more of like okay, like how can I break this down into something that I actually feel safe or mm. comfortable trying? Some people, they fe- they might feel like going zero to 100 is the way. Other people need like more of a uh, digestible kind of like roadmap to do that. And so for the like, the like, if you're feeling like shut down, you know, a good example of like getting out of like that freeze would be like, go on a walk. You don't mm. have to go from zero and being shut down to all of a sudden having the most energy in the world and getting going and working out and feeling active and all that start with like a walk or even if it's walking doing walking around your house a little bit or like stretching you know so i would say it's bite-sized pieces that feel manageable because eventually those add mm-hmm. up into something that's really substantial i love that man i love that i want to kind of wrap things up and and ask you kind of what one like what are you most fired up about i saw you're starting to learn the web three, the NFT space. Uh, are you excited about that? What are your feelings now yeah. as you're diving in? Cause I know, I mean, uh, with NFTs and web three, I do, I am really excited about that. The thing I'm really excited about with NFTs is one of my skills. I feel like is seeing is scouting talent that is, um, under appreciated or underdeveloped or mm. early in the stage. And so, and I don't just even, I mean that one is, I feel like I'm, I feel like a skill that I have is seeing potential in people that they might not see themselves. And that could be like, you could take that in a way of like, just seeing like people being their best selves in like an emotional way. Mm -hmm. But also what I actually feel like a little bit more of that is like in a working, like business capacity. I feel like I have like a a, a born, not necessarily something that I even necessarily worked on, but just like a born talent of seeing something and being like, oh, that's going to be able to do this and there, that, therefore it's going to be impactful in culture. And so with NFTs, um, the ability to be able to um, invest into an artist or a creator or a musician or a movie that you think is going to be big and be impactful at the early stages where they don't see other people investing in them or they don't see other people buying mm-hmm. into it. And then being able to ride with them, ride that wave with them, is something that I'm really excited in. There's, you can't do that yet. That hasn't got to that point yet with the technology, but it will get there soon. Where like an artist comes out, and rather than them trying to sign with a record label, they put out samples of like you know 30 second splits of their songs, and then they put out an NFT project where you own royalties on that song, mm-hmm. and you're getting percentage of that the the royalties. And therefore, they're getting the funding that they would get from an agency or from a record label, and they don't need to go to a record label. Now they're funded by the audience that believes in them. I think I'm going to be really good at that, and I think that that's something that I'm going to really enjoy. And so with that, I'm really excited. Um, It's just not there yet with that, though. The NFT stuff that's out right now I think is cool. But again, I think it's like a a very small blip into like Mm. what the whole thing is going to be. the thing I'd say I'm really excited about one. It's a good question to ask because I'm I've hit like the goal. I'm hitting the goals right now that I feel like I've like really wanted. When I think of like a vision of like what I want my life to be and stuff, I don't have like this vision uh, that's like much further than where I'm at right now. That's like oh I want to 
like own a, a billion dollar company or buy like a sports team or like do X, Y, and Z. Um, my vision is more like I want uh, to have a family and I want to enjoy my business and I want to live in a place that I feel like I love and that I wake up and that I'm pumped about. And I feel like I'm, I'm doing all of that right now. Mm. So it's actually like a question that I've been asking kind of myself of like, what is like the big thing that I'm like trying, trying to do? Uh, and I don't have exactly that answer that I'm like, that, that is like the, the real big thing. I feel like it's going to be something with kids. I actually feel like it'll be something with like some sort of a school or academy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have that yet right now. So what I would say I'm excited about in the near future is probably like, I'm going to go into YouTube and start doing the same kind of stuff in YouTube. And that's something that is exciting for me. Cause that's a beast in itself of like learning how to grow on that platform. So if I can do that, then I'll feel, feel pretty good about that. But I'm like taking time right now to be like, damn, like what is my, what's my like big picture thing that like I really want to do or be known for or, Mm. or, or leave. Um, and it hasn't completely like come to come to me yet. And I feel like that's a beautiful place to be in. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I feel I can sort of hear you like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, if it's a little bit of an internal battle there, because I think, coming from our backgrounds it's so natural to have that big thing that we're shooting for like whether it be i'm trying to get bumped up to another level yep or make it to the league or i'm trying to qualify for this next meet something like that that when it's not there we kind of question like am i on the right track but then there's also nothing wrong with just yeah like enjoying what is here i agree and my mine feels like um it doesn't feel like, uh, am I on the right track or am I, or, or where I'm like, oh, I'm really missing that. It more feels like, um, it hasn't hit me yet. I know it's going to fucking hit me and I can't wait for that. And I almost feel like a little bit like antsy where it's mm-hmm. like, it's coming and there's going to be something that's going to be like, oh, that's like a real goal that I want to set. That's like going to be super, probably scary and big and, and like audacious um that i'll be like oh hell yeah like this is what i wanted to kind of hit me it just hasn't hit me yet but i know that it's going to and so for right now i'm just kind of like huh like i'm enjoying where i'm at right now i'm enjoying the process i know i'm on the right path i know i'm going the direction i want to be going it's just um i'm heading there right now with with more of intuition without with less of uh actual vision if that makes Mm -hmm. sense i'm more like i know where i'm going I just don't know exactly what that end thing is yet. Yeah. And, you know, I'm fine with that. Uh, but I'm excited to be like, oh, like, this is what I'm really going to fucking build for. That's going to be the thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool to have, you know, you said it earlier, just operating off a of feeling. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great place to be in and just feel like intuitively you just know, like, you're doing the right thing today. Wake up tomorrow, tap in, see what's up. And that kind of answer manifest itself yep um dude i'm i'm stoked to to have it to, this is a fun part too yeah to, to run it back with you and i just want to again appreciate you and just acknowledge you and uh I, I say it a lot actually of the people that i have on the show and i think it's very intentional but you are a relentlessly consistent guy and i think i said this maybe on part one but i notice it even more the more i get to know you what I love about you is 
what I get in real life is no different than what people are seeing online. And that's just such a refreshing thing because I remember being told when I was going to be moving out here that those people don't exist in LA Mm. and I don't, and I was naive and I was like, well, they don't know JT and they don't know the, (laughs) the people that I've, you know, had the pleasure of being able to be introduced, um, to out here. So I just want to acknowledge you, man, for being that. I appreciate that, bro. Where can, uh, people find you at yeah we're gonna keep up with you um so every all of my socials are j at jt barnett b-a-r-n-e two t's um and then uh that's pretty much everything across the board so that's definitely the easiest place to find me and if you listen to this would love for you to say what up uh because i always appreciate people jumping in my dms and saying hi so appreciate it bro amazing man any last words of wisdom I think we gave a lot. I hope that you can take some of those notes down because that was a fun one. There was a lot of cool stuff that we went over there. So I feel good with it. Awesome, man. Ladies and gentlemen, remember you're tuned into Forever Athlete Radio where together we go far. Share this with a teammate. Send mm-hmm. this to a friend, family member. We're going far together. We're going to keep growing. JT again, man. Thank you for the time. You're welcome, bro.